T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. I'm Bloom. You had to know this was a possibility. And now, where you're five weeks from going to spring training, now you're still trying to patchwork your roster together. And I'm sorry, unless they can go into some sort of world and clone Kike Hernandez to play center short and second, you're going to have to go out and find now really B-level free agents unless you go make a big trade. This is Gresh and Fourier. Brown, straight away. Three. Andy Gresh. We've taken a couple haymakers. You know what? We're probably going to take a couple more. This is baseball. It's not supposed to be easy, but I want to be clear. We're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. Christian Fourier. Bill Belichick's doing an audit of everything. Where did I go wrong? Where did I put people in positions where they weren't able to succeed. What am I responsible for? I think definitely he can look at the offensive side of the ball and make those declarations where guys weren't able or ready to live up to what he hoped. So there'll be reassignments. There will not be firings to my estimation. Hmm. I mean, again, I'm. this is what I'm logically putting together from the conversations I've had. Gresh and Fourier right now. They haven't contacted Kingsbury directly to my knowledge, but I do know that they've done some homework on him and um, I, you know, I, I think Bill does have a level of fascination with what Kingsbury's done. On WEEI. Well, boy, do we have a lot to unpack today, including busy, that busy, nugget busy. from uh, Tom E. Curran about the Patriots coaching staff. Good morning, everybody. The Boston Celtics did it again last night. What else is new? They beat the New Orleans Pelicans foyer 125-114. The Boston Celtics are now 30-12 and 12 on the year. And in fact, in our fair city, ladies and gentlemen, the only NBA and NHL teams that have 30 wins are the Boston Celtics and the <laughs> Boston Bruins. And what a night it was for not only Jalen Brown, but also Jason Tatum last night. A combined 72 points between those two in a game that really didn't feature a lot of defense, quite honestly. Very much up and down, back and forth between these two teams. Yeah, the, the Celtics had like 106 points with like, you know, eight minutes to go or something like that. It was crazy how quickly. Well, I mean, and in, in, in the, the Pelicans weren't far behind with uh, 100. So it was like 116 or something like that to 100. It, it was technically a blowout, I would say. There was, wasn't was really any fear. They had one guy for the Pelicans, uh, McCollum, that that went off with 38 points. But other than that, it was the both. It was the Jays. It was a little bit of Horford. Uh, well, actually, a lot of Horford. 
And then it was uh, a little bit of Brogdon, which is uh, starting to be my six-man award guy. He got 20 points. He keeps – I mean, he scores like a starter off the bench, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is fantastic. That's the whole point of getting the guy, yeah. and uh, he's going to be a massive part of the playoff run once we get there. But I thought there were two things that jumped out of me last night. Uh, the fact that Jalen Brown was much more aggressive, and mm-hmm. in the first half – I think the rebounding edge got won by the Celtics 27 to 15. And yeah, the Jays are a part of it, but I think you can win those kind of battles and you could win the battle on the glass when both Tatum and especially Brown in that first half are doing what they're doing. And after the game, you mentioned Al Horford Foyer. He talked about how the Jays drive this team. Well, they just continue to, you know, to get better. You know, I feel like, you know, we're, we're just past. You know all of that, and it's just nice to see them. You know, look for one another, feed off each other on on the floor, and, and that that gets to be contagious uh, with our group. They play that way, and you know they're out there trying to make the right play, and uh, it's it's good to see. Well, and you also got Jalen Brown being aggressive early last night, and very much kind of setting the tone. And Foye, I think that does talk to the growth of both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in that. If one of them's hot early, it felt like at times in years past that the other one might get in the way. And no, they seem to be comfortable in their own skin. And if one of the Jays is going off, usually the other one has a chance to kind of fill in right behind them. Yeah, they, the other one isn't far behind. So Jalen Brown gets 41 points. He gets 36. He has 36, uh, you know, before the fourth quarter even starts, right? In three quarters. Then he just grabs a little bit. And then sure enough, it was like Jalen Brown took over the second and the third, and then uh, and then Tatum took over in the fourth. Like mm-hmm. he gets the majority of his points. So he ends up being like, you know, like tied with Larry Bird with consecutive games of twenty five points or more, which I'm sure a lot of people aren't happy about, or maybe they are happy about. But here's what stood out to me. Because and this has been a running theme for me, Gresh, is the um is like who's worth more, who's better, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? And Tatum just naturally gets more of the, hey, I'm gonna, you get more of a head start, you get more of an advantage. You're the All NBA guy. You're the best player. You're the you're you're the future MVP. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I I've been pushing for this Jalen Brown, I guess, to make it even. It's not one and two. It's one and one A. And I feel like they switch from game to game. So uh, I want to read this to you because uh, at the, I don't know what point in time, I think it was the fourth quarter, uh, Jason Tatum was at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you get the MVP chance, which he gets, he gets here. He gets in other markets because the, 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 the Boston Celtics travel so well. But this is from uh, the Boston Globe and Gary Washburn. And he talks about uh, how they're winning championships without Jalen Brown on his A game. So they won't win a championship without him on his A game. And they aren't winning a championship without premium Jason Tatum. Says Tatum has received most of the attention and accolades for the Celtics' lead best 30-12 and 12 start. Hearing MVP chants even on the road, even in places such as Denver and Dallas, because, like I said, uh, you know, they travel well. Here's the part. Brown doesn't hear those chants, but perhaps he should occasionally, such as Wednesday, when he scored 41 points to lead the Boston to lead Boston to a 125-114 win over the Pelicans, agree or disagree? No, Jalen Brown should be also no. hearing chance of MVP. Why no, not? Why? Because he's not consistent enough. That's all you got to do. Go to the game log. It's real simple. The one thing about the guys who usually win the MVP is that even if they have like a bad night, right? Let's say Jason Tatum only has 19 points. 
but he figures out other ways to be able to, to impact, impact the game, the game yeah. more consistently. And again, this is the, you know, for Luka Doncic, right? He'll have a 61-point game, and then the 20-point game doesn't look real good, but he kind of had the 60-pointer. I think personally... I'm way beyond the J versus J now. Oh, I think everybody I, is. I think a I lot think of everybody people are. Is. But They're think, friends, for real. But to think that Jalen Brown deserves the same treatment as Jason Tatum, I can't co-sign. There are times where Jalen Brown does play up. Here's, to me, the ceiling for Jalen Brown in terms of the pantheon of the NBA. He can be a multiple-time All-Star. Like, I do believe it was last year that he made the All-Star team for the first time. There's nothing wrong with playing on a team with a guy who is an MVP candidate and you being the five-time All-Star who played beside the guy. And this was the whole, are they comfortable in their own skin? Not only do I think those guys are getting comfortable in their own skin, I think Boston fans are now comfortable because of them sort of saying, we know that Tatum is the MVP guy, and we know that Jalen Brown is much more the All-Star. Well, to me... Well, I would say it's All-NBA. All-Star may be uh, the floor for him. All-NBA should be what he's really shooting for. Well, if you, well here's the problem is that when you look at the All-NBA, it is decided by position. And I know that for Tatum, he'll be a first-team All-NBA player this year, no question. But you're talking about, what, look at Jalen Brown, a guard. So basically for him to be All-NBA – He's got to be a top six guard in the game. In the game. Well, here, here is it's, it's weird the way they will categorize players differently now for all-star games and all-NBA in order to get the guys that they want. Like Joel Embiid will be, is a center. But they will also uh, – and so like and Kevin Durant will be – so they'll switch – They'll 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 determine who's what you're, who based on how to get the real top five players well, in. I think what you're trying to say is is that even though Embiid plays like power forward, he's one of those guys that is a center. And even though he was what runner up for MVP last year, I think he was second team All NBA. The the voting is kind of wacky. Like you're not just taking the the five best guys. It's got to be by position and all that stuff. So for me. Jalen Brown has to work real hard to kind of crack that sort of, you know, top 15 is really what it is, all NBA lineup. But I don't think it matters. I really don't. And no. again, when you have a guy on your team that has the ability to kind of block you or steal votes or whatever it is, even though one's a guard and one's a forward, I just I just don't know if that is the case for Jalen Brown and the whole MVP thing, that feels like Washburn square peg around. No, I will say listen, I've been it's interesting that there's not any there doesn't seem to be any animosity or any like rivalry going on between the two, right? Because uh, all ships are rising because of the success of the entire team. High tide rises all boats. Yeah, but they're both top five in scoring. Both of them, Jalen Brown. So you got mm-hmm. the t- two of the top five scores on the same team. And I mentioned the Washburn piece because I've been thinking about it, and then sure enough, he said it. And then I saw this from uh, Mark D'Amico. Mark D'Amico is um, team reporter for yeah, the Celtics in house analyst reporter, um, and he said basically the same thing. He said, "Y'all start giving this dude some MVP chance when he's at the line, also." And he has a picture of Jalen Brown. I'm not saying like I think you're right. There is a difference between the two, and and, and even even like the TNT crew and everybody notices it. 
that Jason Tatum does have the ability to impact the game in in more ways than Jalen Brown. So if you're going to give an all, if you're going to give MVP chance, you can't just think about it as like, well, because to me, the MVP usually goes to the guy who scores the most in a season. It usually be whoever is the scoring leader who wins the scoring lead. Like that guy usually gets the MVP, or it's the top three guys. Your top three in scoring. One of those three guys is going to get going to get the MVP. Well, when you look and at, you got to be on a good team. But that that well, that's the other thing too. So they like, both got it. When you look at John Morant, he hears a lot of those as well. I just don't think fans are are willing to kind of split the chance per se. But look, well now great, we're, I'm telling you, now we're talking a, about it. They will. I guarantee you, the next time he blows up in a game in a good way, you will hear chance for him because mm. what you're seeing is the you know writers, people who cover the team. Bring it to the public's attention. So now they're like, huh, why didn't I think about this? Let's give him his due also. Let's be the city that has two MVP it'll be, candidates. It'll be worth listening uh, for. I just don't think it's going to happen very much. But irrelevant because the Celtics are on the road tonight. So they're going to get booed in Brooklyn where they'll take on the Nets with no Kevin Durant. Nets have been on a heater, but Durant is down. We'll unpack a little more of the Celtics heading to Brooklyn tonight. And again, the only teams in the NHL and the NBA who have 30 wins are the Bruins and the Celtics, and that's it. And by the way, tonight, the Bruins are going to take on the Kraken. Uh, Andrew Raycroft will be with us at 11 o'clock to talk about that. Kraken are on a six-game heater. They played well. They're scoring a bunch of goals. And in fact, folks, at 11.45, maybe you should be tuned into the old lunchtime parlay. We had a big hit last night, the first hit on the Gresham Foyer program of the uh, lunchtime parlay. Nailed UCF, even though they went to double overtime. Uh, Jalen Brown went way over against the Pels, and the Bucks ended up grinding it out. Almost blew a 28-point lead to the Bucks against the Hawks. They got that win. So uh, we hit our uh, $10 hit was for uh, $53.92. We'll saddle up and ride this afternoon with another lunchtime parlay for you. And uh, for those who, if you think you're going to miss it, you want those picks, follow us on Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. Congratulations to our guy Bears out in Arizona. He hits another parlay because of the show. So God bless him. And God bless Robert Kraft. And God bless Tommy Curran for dropping the ray of sunshine that Patriot Nation needed. Tommy (laughs) Curran reports that changes are coming to the offensive staff. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft met. Apparently, everybody is on the same page of making offensive changes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. can't do it. I was just about to say, a little old, but oh maybe my you're God. singing along. Well, listen, it's easy to sing along to. I was going to tell Terp to do the opposite of what you think the song should be. Like, if you don't always have to send this, like, cryptic message about the topic that we're going to discuss. Like, you, I think you should try to really, you know, you know, try to trick us a little bit and do the opposite of nah. what this. Yeah, just try. I don't. I don't really mind. Opposite. Opposite. All right. I All right. just like something before 1974. I think what did you, I think what did you type in, Terp? Like Actually, songs this about change. Songs, songs oh, remastered about change. 2015. That's, that's that's like uh, when Turner Classic Movies put all the old classic <laughs> yeah. movies in color. We're gonna, like, we're oh, gonna colorize mean, all the movies digitally remastered, which I don't like. By the way, now we get to look at the, what the color of the Tin Man was <laughs> in Wizard of Oz and uh, stuff like that. He was that. silver, still silver. Well, uh, will the Patriots find an offensive coordinator laced in gold to come in and fix their offense? Because, oh boy, the word is out. Uh, Tommy Curran had the report yesterday. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft met. And quite honestly, unless you were just hopeful that there would be controversy or unless you were just digging and begging and hoping that Robert Kraft would be all wound up and would ship Bill Belichick out the door or that Bill Belichick has completely lost his mind. This foyer to me was the likely outcome of their meeting that everyone would <laughs> look around and go, yes, we know okay. we got to be better on offense. Uh, and it is pretty easy to figure to do so. But foyer, the question is, can this be done without either Bill Belichick or Matt Patricia and in some way, Joe Judge not all having egg on their face when Bill Belichick figures out how to retool the offensive staff. Well, the answer is yes. But, uh, I mean, there's going to be, I mean, I guess just by the fact that they're going to be, that they were obviously misplaced and they also probably will be reassigned is, is basically a demotion. Uh, you didn't do the job you were supposed to do. You didn't live up to expectations. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna reassign you, you know, but it's really a demotion, mm-hmm. okay? Because the, the next step from offensive coordinator is head coach. But I don't think anyone is gonna be upset about it. So yeah, and I think I think Bill was I think Matt and, and Joe Matt more importantly was probably doing Bill a real solid, like so I don't think he even cares and he'd be better off somewhere else and maybe he lands that way. Hey, I got your back. People are gonna rip you. Just go do your thing and don't worry yeah. about it kind of thing. Yeah, deal. I, so the answer is the answer is technically, you know, you're getting demoted, but everyone knows that you're almost like a placeholder. And, and I guarantee you that's probably the way it's also Bill what people kinda, want. <laughs> well well that's probably the way Bill will serve it up. Guys, you know, listen, Bill was do, you know, Matt was doing me a solid and we couldn't find anybody and he said, you know, listen, we could probably figure out, okay, we'll just work extra hard and, and coaches coaching is coaching, right? 
Coach and his coach. You can coach. You can coach. Really? I was I was driving up here, and I was just thinking about the anxiety I would have if I was Matt Patricia. Like been in the like been in the NFL forever. You know, uh, been a hardcore defensive guy. That's really how I you know got my my reputation. That's how I got a head coaching job. I'm a defensive guy. Sure enough, I'm asked to all of a sudden in short term create game plans. Which is which I think they could do collectively, but more but call plays. I would be throwing up. I would be having diarrhea because when I get nervous, I I have wow. diarrhea. And when I get yeah. nervous, and I pee a lot. And I pee a lot. That term. Yes, yes, I pee and I have diarrhea. So I, I mean, honest to God, I gotta call plays now. <laughs> what do you do when you get nervous? I get diarrhea. <laughs> I had it the other night. I had it last week we were starting our first show on Tuesday. Hey, uh, I couldn't stop pooping. Well, you know, Troy, it's a big third and 13 <laughs> call here for Christian Fourier. Hopefully he doesn't defecate himself on the field. Uh, I uh, just it was a mistake from the beginning. So the the funny thing is like I think I think what was the game? What was that meeting actually like? If I drinking some coffee, hanging out. Bill doesn't drink coffee, so he's not. So everybody else is milling around. They all sit down. Well, don't you think Bill walked in and said, "Robert, I got it." I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I know. Don't you? Well, God, you son of a yeah, bitch! Now yeah. get out of my office I, and go get Bill O'Brien. I think it is so understood <laughs> that the changes are going to be made, and and it, they're obvious changes. Yeah. It's not even like oh, this. This is a real tough decision. Like nobody wants this to go on anymore. I don't think Bill wants it to go on. I don't think the crafts do. You know, I don't think Matt does. I don't think Joe does. If they were 5% better, we'd be talking about them getting ready to go get beat in a playoff game this weekend. Yeah, seriously. Yes, like they, exactly. They were that close to it. But so here's the thing. All right. So in terms of Matt Patricia, yeah. what do you do with him? Oh, well, I mean, go, go to the defense. I, I go, right. go to the defense side. All right. So let me ask this. If Mayo and Steve Belichick are still there, how do you put Matt Patricia on that side of the ball without making one of those guys go, Dad? Or see that's Bill, interesting too. What are you doing? Do, I think there's only I think there's only two scenarios for Matt Patricia. Okay, one is Mayo leaves and he becomes the defensive coordinator. Well, again, okay, keep going, keep uh, going. He's he's done it. He's yep. been there. I mean, again, what's Steve Belichick going to do? Oh, Dad, I'm going to leave, and Bill will be like, okay, see ya. I mean, I hate to say that, but it'll be like, go out into the world. I've done the same thing, son. You'll always be able, you're always welcome back. Yeah. But number two would be put him back in the role that he was before, that Ernie Adams, advanced scout, special projects, whatever it is, contracts, basically a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Hey, be my sixth man. To me, that's all, <laughs> to me, that's the only thing that you can do. And quite honestly, there is a part of me that I do wonder if Matt Patricia might be better upstairs, sort of in the role that Nick Casario used to have, where it was the talking to Bill about, you know, game situation or whatever it is, substitute. Like, I wonder if that might be, because get his ass off the sideline. Get him unless he's the coordinator, which I don't think people would be like, oh my God, he shouldn't be in that role. You we can feel comfortable with Matt Patricia as the D coordinator, even though he isn't perfect. But but if you can get him upstairs see, or downstairs, see, get him off the side. I think that's interesting though, because I do think that the that's the intriguing part to me. So let's say Gerard Mayo leaves. So we already know that Gerard Mayo, it's like a they're co-defensive coordinators without title. Gerard Mayo addresses the team is what I've heard. He's the one that gets in front of the when the when the little partition comes through in the team meeting room, 
They go on their side, and it's not Steve Belichick that comes up and addresses the teams. It's Gerard Mayo. Mm-hmm. Even though Steve Belichick has been there longer as an assistant coach on the defense more than Gerard Mayo because he was out there with Tommy Curran doing quick slants, you know, and making money in the financial world. So suddenly he comes in. He's just a, he's just a position coach, but he's a better speaker. People, re, you know, react to him and respond to him better. And it's <clears> not, <throat> hey, that's just uh, Bill Light up yeah. there. So I do think that is uh, – so if he leaves – Suddenly, now you're going to take the offensive coordinator without a title who was also doing all this stuff. Like he's like your, he's like your sixth man off the bench. Like whatever you need him to do, do this, do that, do this, do that. I think the real move needs to be Steve Belichick on his own. That's what I think the real need here because, or because elsewhere. What, is, what does that say about Steve Belichick then? If your biggest competition, which is like your you know unspoken rival, right? Because you. Is that all you want to do is be a position coach? Do you want to be a head coach? Because do, because if that is the case, we're going to find out. If Gerard Mayo leaves and Matt Patricia is moved to the defensive side and Matt Patricia is now the de facto defensive coordinator, remember, I still don't think he can have the title. He can't have a title because he's still getting paid by the Detroit Lions for a certain amount of years, so he can't have the D.C. title. He can have the title, but it's more money than New England would then have to pay. If you keep him titleless, then you can do the Fugazi. Well, that's what he'll do. Well, we give him a ha- yeah, yeah, of course. Because the, the of Lions course. will pay him more. Why would you take a right. pay cut? Dude, I'm getting paid anyways. Right. So I do think if this is going to be. save the money. Yeah. Don't you think that you're going to find, like, what does Steve Belichick want to do? Do you just want to live in the shadows of your father? Or do you want to make a name for yourself? Like if you want to make a name for yourself, you either have to force the issue with your father. Here's the opening. I've done everything you've asked. I've, I've sacrificed my own life, my family, the same as you did. It's time for promotion. Well, you do everything that a, a defensive coordinator does. No, I want the respect that is given to defensive coordinators around the league. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Matt will be there too as guidance. And I know Matt, I've known him since I was a kid. So what's the big deal? Stay out of it. Let us handle it. And offensively, you, you you make the changes that you need to make offensively. But the story, I think, now is going to turn to squarely on to Gerard Mayo, to your point. What happens when he leaves? Well, there's an opening there. Do you just make him in charge all all, all already? Well, I asked that question. If somebody is going to make him D coordinator in Cleveland, do you then counter and say, I'll make you D coordinator here to try to keep the guy? Oh, like well, that, for Gerard Mayo. So for, that is- for someone like Mayo. Like, Bill's not going to do it unless he's forced to. Just like... We know that he's forced to move on from Matt Patricia. Is is there only one role for Joe Judge here? Does Joe need to go back to yes. being the special teams coordinator? Absolutely, yes. And maybe Cam Accord gets reassigned if isn't he's that, under contract. Isn't that the easiest move, though? Should I think be. that's the easiest one. Hey, I, I was agree. a really hey, I got it. Someone decided that I should be a head coach. Based on what I did as a special teams coordinator. Okay, now again, that's another one where someone else is paying him, and if you make him a coordinator, it costs the Patriots. It doesn't affect Joe Judge's money. Like, he is – so for those who know how this works, who who can't envision how this works, let's say Joe Judge was supposed to get $5 million for the 2023 season from the Giants. There's the offset in there. If he's just the QB coach – you can pay him a half million bucks, cost the Patriots a half million. He still gets four and a half million from the Giants. If you make him a coordinator and you pay him for real, then all you're doing is costing yourself, meaning the Patriots, more money to be able to put that guy in that role. So does the same rules apply? Same with, hey, boy, we're saving money. Matt Patricia, the Lions are paying him. Well, it's the same thing with the Giants as well. But if you make him a coordinator, 
Does that kind of cost you more money, therefore costing Mr. Kraft more money, therefore taking money out of that coaching kitty that we have no idea how much Bill Belichick has to spend and play with? Yeah, Oh, so to me it's like that's why all these ex-coaches, they will join a staff and they will just be an analyst. It's like a generic term that allow they do it in college, they do it in the pros. One guy will be fired, next thing you know he's on Alabama staff well, as an analyst. They have more call. former Mullen. head coaches right. on their staff. Um, Mario Cristobal went there the, for a while. Oh, and the other guy, Lane Kiffin. Oh, yeah, Kiffin. Oh, not, uh, not, yeah, Lane Kiffin, who's now at oh, uh, Ole Miss. I think Tom Herman got fired All from Texas, them. went to be, and, and as an analyst, you probably get paid that yeah, 50 grand a year. Maybe. To go sit there and evaluate tape, but you're also around an organization while you're collecting your money from others. But anyway, Joe Judge coordinator role, whatever. They'll figure that. That part is semantics. They'll figure that out. All right, what about Nick Cayley? Contract, what about him? Contracts up at the end of the year. What about him? Is that someone that you? Ch- well, they no. didn't. They didn't let him go to the Raiders for a no. reason. No. So has no. this year soured them on him, or was it just a, we're going to f you over for a year because we need? Aren't you, you done with tr- uh, waiting to uh, you know gambling to see what you're going to get? You're gambling. You gambled uh, tr- uh, with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. You didn't know what you were going to get. You tried to kind of use your crystal ball and figure it out. Hey, it'll be fine. We'll we'll take care of it. Everyone will, will chip in. It didn't work. It was a disaster. So now you're going to have a tight ends coach, and and not that they're, he's not he wouldn't be capable, but I feel like it's too late to take another bite of this like unknown apple. So you're going to go from those two guys to Nick Cayley, who's never mm-hmm. done it. All right. So that's a disaster. You're just you're just kicking the can down the road. It's one disaster after another. Do you keep him and try to maybe put him in another role to continue Ooh, Kaylee, to advance him? Kaylee can stay right there where he's at with as a tight ends coach. I mean, you stay right there where he's at. I don't see what uh, there's not another position group that he would that would challenge him more. Running backs, wide receivers, O line. Well, right, Troy's got wide receivers. They yeah. have a running backs coach. We have no idea. You know, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup right now, but nevertheless. But normally that's the way you do it. It's the you're a tight ends coach, and then you're a wide receivers coach, and then you're a running backs coach, and then maybe you get your hand on quarterbacks, and then you kind of you want to you want to elevate to OC. You coach the quarterbacks. Well, there you go. You coach quarterbacks, and but again. I feel like you've tried that before. I don't know if he – I don't know. Did he play uh, quarterback in high school? Did he play in college? Does he have any idea the minutia that exists with playing that position? I feel mm-hmm. like you really need to get – I'll just call it a savant, a brainchild, like a young and up-and-coming you know, mastermind that really has these clever and, and like really cool themes like and the philosophy. Like the new Sean McVay. Sure. Grab one of those guys. Or you go get Bill O'Brien. If you want to solve all your problems – if we want to just end it now and like make a big time, like this is a multi-billion-dollar or corporation, and you should go hire yourself a multi-billion-dollar leader of your offense. Like, just kill all the the rumors, the innuendos, all the doubt. Let's just put it to rest right now. You have an adult in the room now. You have an adult in the room coaching you, telling you what to do. Like, there's trust there. You can trust him and believe him that he knows what he's doing. The guy's been successful anywhere, everywhere he's been. Everywhere he's been. You can go back and look at Houston. Like, they were always in the playoffs. I mean, then they just got goofy and weird. I think in the last, like, decade or so of all the college coaches that have come into the NFL. Now, Bill O'Brien kind of counts as a college coach, but he was in the league, and then he left, and then he came in. So I don't know if it's really apples to apples with some of the other guys. But there have been two dudes that have had winning records really in the last, like, 20 years, and it's Bill O'Brien and Jim Harbaugh. Otherwise, all these college guys that have come in, 
They've all pretty much crapped their pants. This is a guy. So, like, when I was doing college football, uh, must have been for ESPN. So this is right when Bill O'Brien was hired at Penn State. So I used to take, like, a a, a spring tour. You know, I'd go see certain schools. Sure. You know? And I went and saw him, obviously because I knew him. And I was amazed at how quickly he had turned things around there. He had identified the problems, and there was a ton of them. that we oh. could, A ton of them. It was amazing. That's why he left in three People years. Were, <laughs> I went to watch their offense, their practice, and there were these old holdovers from the Joe Paterno days that were amazed at how much he cursed. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. Um, the players were, were in shock about how much cursing and yelling and screaming and, and hands-on that he was. That program was stuck in the late 80s. Oh, my God. So he changed it. And my point is that there's instant credibility with him. I, 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 the entire offense would probably sigh a, have a huge sigh of relief that would he's Mac in. Mac hey, have such a sigh oh of relief. My, oh, my oh. He'd probably have an Sophie, orgasm. Sophie, yeah. I'm ready. Yep. <laughs> Honey, no blue pills. Oh tonight, yeah, man. let's go. Oh, did you hear the news? Just put a picture of him Bill on the wall. Bill O'Brien is I, here. I, I think ah, that is. In the air. <laughs> if you really, I really feel like you need to force the issue, right? I, and the problem Meaning, is like and some what, of these names. Look at some of these names that I saw, like yep. with uh, oh, what is it? it? Oh, you got a list? Well, I'm, I'm just I'm just copying hit the us, list from other people. Hit us with what you've heard there. With the okay, list, here are Chris the four Jericho. that I know. Of. Okay, here, here we are go. The four I know of. All right, Bill O'Brien. Yep. obviously easy. Chad O'Shea. Oh uh, no! Didn't he go to Miami? Didn't they fire him after like one year? Oh, apparently, <laughs> like, didn't it not work out after one year? Apparently, he is the passing game coordinator in Cleveland. Okay, that how's that going? Well, exactly. okay, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. You're steadfast and he'll never come here. Listen, Gresh, he's got a he's the Cardinals owe him thirty million dollars over the next four years. Why the hell would he do it? Anyways, what a great a place to come here to be the QB yeah. coach and yeah. call the play. Let me work twenty hours a day and like and like why? Okay, fine. And then Nick Haley. That's the only four that I have. I have Nick Haley, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Chad O'Shea, and then out of the four this that I listed, I don't know of any other ones, maybe you do. Chad O'Shea's a no. I mean, Chad O'Shea's a desperate move. Hell, bring back Matt Patricia. Cliff Kingsbury, shot in the dark, not going to happen. Nick Haley, complete unknown. Bill O'Brien is the only one where I'm going to say, lower the rim to nine feet, and I'm slam dunking it on you. Like, this is a slam dunk all day long. We know that Andrew Raycroft is going to join us at 11. We'll wait on the little nugget that we've got from Tom Werner for you today because a bunch of you want to talk about the Patriots coaching staff. We'll get to that next aggression foyer. W-E-E-I, W-E-E-I, New England Sports Original. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Andrew Raycroft at 11 o'clock. We'll get into the Red Hot Bruins. They're going to take on Seattle tonight over the Garden. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. Gresh and Fourier on Instagram. All right, let's get to you. 617-779-7937. Jack in Rhode Island talking Patriots. First up today, Regression Fourier. Hello, Jack. Hello. Yo. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Love E-E-I. Listen to it every day. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, do you think Mac is the guy? Yes. You yeah. do? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's, I heard like some talking on Greg Hill this morning about Lamar Jackson and maybe making a trade for him. I, I don't know. 
personally if I see a future in Mac, but I mean, there, I, he has talent, but I don't know if it's going to be with us. And one more thing I wanted to ask you, how much time do you think uh, Bill has left in New England? Look, I think Bill has got at least a three-year window. I mean, he's 71 right now. He has given no indication that there is anything else in his life that would pull him away from football. And everybody has looked at it on the whole, you know, oh, you got to beat Shula and all that stuff. I'm sure that's a part of it. But believe it or not, Christian, as much as the guy likes coaching, I think this is what scratches Bill Belichick's itch. Putting together football teams, signing players. There is stimulating the process before <laughs> the process. When it comes to coaching, people it's don't touch him. Right, and yeah. it's a grind, and he can stand on the sideline. It's processing in his yeah. head at a level that mo- this is the this is the part where it is. Let's go find players. How can I find different angles? How can I do th- this? Was in many ways the outlier year for Bill in that he did something that we were like, "What the f? What has he lost his mind?" And putting Matt Patricia in there, but otherwise. I think this is the more stimulating time of year for him than it is in season. Yeah, and he was quoted as like saying, "I'm not going to coach into my 70s like Steve Levy." Then and what, Marv when, Levy, Marv Levy, and then we had asked him, Steve I'm, Levy. I know, I know coaching you how to do. figure out five percent of a restaurant <laughs> check. <laughs> we had, Levy's uh, a great guy. No, yeah, uh, local guy too. Local, local talent. A good dude. Yeah, uh, no. He, when he said he wasn't going to uh, coach into his 70s like Marv Levy with the Buffalo Bills. And then we had asked him back in the old Glenn Ordway, Lou Merloni show, like, was he serious about that? And he said, well, anyway, that's, this is before I knew what 70 was like. Like, Pete Carroll just made the, the playoffs uh, at 71 yep. after moving all like, they were moving on from Russell Wilson and all these different changes. Like, he just made the playoffs at 71. It doesn't look like he's stopping at all. And I don't think that Bill is either. I, I am with you. Like, the, 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 the fun part where the stimulation kind of is at its highest peak is finding those diamonds in the rough, like, you know, creating a team, moving the chess pieces, you know, being a step ahead of the other players. Jack Jones, Malcolm yeah. Butler, uh, you know, who just left. David Andrews. Yeah, Jackson, yeah. right, J.C. Jackson, Jackson yeah, guys another one. like that. Absolutely. 617-779-7937. Phil in Holyoke with <laughs> Gresham Foyer. Hello, Phil. Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. And, I'd appreciate it if you let me talk before you interrupt me because I really have some things that are important to say, and I know you guys can't say. Oh my God, just say to... it. Please. Yeah, just come this on. This is where yeah. I'm going to cut you off. Just say it. Go. Belichick has to go. He has to go, number one, because he's in over his head. He is way over his head. <laughs> number two, he, his personality is, is he doesn't have a personality. He's. He's, he's got a disorder. He has a personality disorder, and it affects the whole team. Brady and the coach there were able to keep it going, keep the players enthusiastic. And with him in charge, you've got a monster in charge, and Kraft has got to get rid of him. He's got a clean house. It doesn't matter who he brings in there. It, the, the media will be psyched. So you want – so, Phil, you want Urban Meyer, huh? Like, do you I want – See, care that's who the, they bring in short term. Right, Listen, there you go. There you go. And, and, and this is where guys like you, Phil, first of all, the comments you made were stupid. Second of all, this is where people lose it. I don't care who they bring in, anyone will be better. Really? For this guy? For this dude? Him in charge, you've got a monster in charge. 
<laughs> a monster in charge. Well, he took a swing at it anyway, and uh, we know it's not happening, and nor should it happen, by the way. Uh, Jack in Wakefield. Uh-oh. Oh, we're oh, on geez. hold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the Bill O'Brien's on hold music. Uh, Bill, stand by for Bill. <laughs> Jack in Wakefield, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, Bill O'Brien, total yeah. loser. All right, he was the cause. He's been a loser everywhere. He was the cause of Tom Brady's lousy years. All right? You, you mild man at Tom Brady. The only time you ever seen him pissed off, yelling, and arguing with a coach was Bill O'Brien. Mm. Bill O'Brien went to Penn State. Oh, I'm going to save Penn State. He, he had the number one quarterback recruit in the country. Do you remember that? What was his name? Do you remember his name? Hackenberg or whatever he his name sucked. was. He sucked. Yeah, Christian Hackenberg. He was, who, good, he was, one, he was good. He was good one year. Yeah, he was bad. Hey, he was bad in the pros. Please. No, please you're saying finish. stupid stuff. No, he was the number one You have no recruit. stats. So what? He was the number one so are you kidding me, Jack? Okay. With the, with he the, he's, Bill O'Brien was supposed to be the quarterback. Whisperer. Jack, uh, then, then explain this to me. Hold on. Jack, Jack. Then he went to the worst division they lost. Then he went to Alabama, and now they lose. Jack. He sucks. Jack. (laughs) So, Jack just wanted to come on, because I was going to say to Jack, how do you then explain that Jim Harbaugh and Bill O'Brien are those college, they're the only two on that list of college coaches who've come in in the last, I think it's two decades. They have winning records. I mean, Stop it. Well, I just let's just look at his. Uh, By Houston, the way, Texas. wasn't was was Bill O'Brien the offensive coordinator in 07? Uh, or was that still no, uh, that was, uh, Josh McDaniels? Okay, uh, Houston Texans. So he became head coach in 2014. He was only at Penn State for two years. He took over that team in 2012. They were eight and four. Then they were seven and five. Bowl games both years. So, um, so winning records in his first two years after what we would call like a morgue of a of a of a college football team. Nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, four and twelve in twenty seventeen. Eleven and five, ten and six, and then he was fired. Go look at all the other franchises around the league. Find me another coach that has um, out of his what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons as a head coach. He has winning records in five of the seven. He was he was repeatedly winning that division. Now he didn't do anything in the playoffs. Okay, well, listen, be, go look at some of the quarterbacks that were in and out of there. He has his own, uh, but still winning the division. And people credit Mike Tomlin for all those consecutive years of having a winning record. It's hard to be over 500 in the NFL. Well, the other thing, well, the other thing too, is um, one of the games Alabama lost this year, they scored 42 points and lost in uh, Tennessee. Or, yeah, they, they, well, they lost goal. to LSU 43-42. Boy, what a bum OC scoring forty two. That's all you could get in the SEC. Oh, well, and what the other garbage. game, the other game was in Tennessee, right? Where the only way Tennessee won is because they kicked this crooked line drive field goal that just happened to make it just right. That's the only. Otherwise, they have they're a one loss team. And won that game thirty six to something or whatever. It like, was a high again. scoring game again. It's not. It ain't. It ain't the offense. It's the Alabama defense. Correct. That's why Nick Saban was all the clemped whenever he was sitting beside a guy from Georgia and David Pollock. And and, uh, and Saban got all pucker butt when the Georgia guys started talking. We'll continue with this. 617-779-7937. We're also going to talk some pucks with our buddy Andrew Raycroft next. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.